Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Become acquainted with Islam by Dr. Munqidh bin Mahmoud As-Sagr, edited by The Vista. The author is a researcher in Muslim World League. This is a series in culture, history, and beliefs, part three. The concept of worship in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorified be he, created man for a noble purpose. This purpose or objective differs from other creations' objectives which are eating, drinking, and sexual intercourse. The purpose of creating man is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, exalted be he. I have only created jinns and men that they may serve me. No sustenance do I require of them, nor do I require that they should feed me. For Allah is He who gives all sustenance, Lord of power, steadfast forever. Holy Quran, chapter 50, verses 56 to 58. The concept of worship in Islam is not prayer, mumbles, and rituals that Muslims perform at certain times. It is more comprehensive than that. The concept of worship in Islam is a system of humanity's entire life, and the Muslim does not live a moment without worshiping Allah Almighty, the Almighty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, Say, truly my prayer and my service of sacrifice, my life and my death, are all for Allah, the cherisher of the worlds. No partner hath he. This am I commanded, and I am the first of those who bow to his will. Holy Quran, chapter 6 verses 162 and 163. There is no priesthood in Islam. Islam rejects the existence of a mediator or an agent between Allah the Almighty and his servants. The Muslim can pray alone or among a group of Muslims in the mosque or at home or in any clean place without the need of any kind of mediator or an enclosed building. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, may peace and a blessing of Allah be upon him, said, Allah, the Almighty, made the entire earth as a mosque and a clean place for a prayer. So when it is the time for a prayer, pray wherever you are. When the Muslim falls or has some shortcomings or needs, he or she prays and asks Allah the Almighty only without confession to a mediator 
or an intercessor. Allah the Almighty says in the Quran in the meaning of which and those who having done something to be ashamed of or wronged their own souls earnestly bring Allah to mind and ask for forgiveness for their sins and who can forgive sins except Allah and are never obstinate in persisting uh, knowingly in the wrong they have done for such the reward is forgiveness from their Lord and gardens with rivers flowing underneath an eternal dwelling how excellent a recompense for those who work and strive the Holy Quran chapter 3 verses 135 and 136 Islam also rejects religion as being only the worship of Allah the Almighty by his servants and considers it as a malfunction that affects the purpose of religion which Allah revealed in his book and sent his prophets in order that humanity can achieve. The purpose is the correction of man's life. In addition to Islam and its ritualistic that will include all the pillars and the articles of faith, of course the purpose is the correction of man's life. In addition, it is to accomplish the duty of being a trustee on Allah's earth according to his laws and instructions because Allah uh, glorified be he created Adam, peace be upon him, our father for that purpose. Allah glorified be he says, Behold, thy Lord said to the angels, I will create a vice gerent on earth. I will create a vice gerent on earth. Holy Quran chapter 2 verse 30. Adam's, peace be upon him, offspring, Adam's offspring inherited this mission. He it is, he it is that has made you inheritors in the earth. He it is that has made you inheritors in the earth. Quran chapter 35 verse 39. In another verse, Allah the Almighty calls it to build the earth. It is he who hath produced you from the earth and settled you therein. The Holy Quran chapter 11 verse 61. Therefore the duty that man is obligated to do is to build the earth and this great mission will not be accomplished with religions that do not contain the entire human life and its laws and systems. Thus, the concept of worship in Islam is comprehensive. Worship in Islam is to do and perform the visible and the invisible deeds that Allah, the Almighty, loves. It is not only the visible rites, but also the deeds of the heart, the tongue, and the senses. Worship in Islam covers many aspects of Muslim life. First, it purifies the relationship between man and his creator. Secondly, it covers an individual's personal ethics such as body cleanliness and it covers the human need uh, the human needs ethics such as food drinks sleeping sex addressing defecation and and micturition and micturition and micturition micturition m i c t i r i t i 
O-N. Thirdly, it covers the relationship between the person and his family and society. Fourthly, the relationship between the person and humanity. And finally, the person's relationship with his or her environment and the surrounding universe. With this divine system of worship in Islam, the faith structure correlates to cover the essence of faith and its branches and morals. In this regard, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, True faith is more than 70 aspects. The best among them is saying, There is no God but Allah, the Almighty. And the least among them is moving the, uh, in, is moving the obstructing stone from the road. A modesty is, is also one of them. All these are a unique association and harmonious intermixture that rejects the peevish separation between religion and human life and keeps the religion and faith inside the temple. Censuring the, the deeds of the ancient people, Allah says, censuring the deeds of the ancient people, Allah says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, then is it only a part of the book that you believe in? And do you reject the rest? And what is the reward for those among you who behave like this, but disgrace in this life? And on the day of judgment, they shall be consigned to the most grievous penalty. For Allah is not unmindful of what you do. These are the people who buy the life of this world at the price of the hereafter. Their penalty shall not be lightened, nor shall they be helped. Quran chapter 2, verses 85 and 86. On the other hand, Allah the Almighty orders Muslims to take and accept the religion with all its rights and details and warns them of taking one part of the religion and leaving the others. This behavior is a disappraised behavior that is built on the discordance of Allah's uh, right of controlling every aspect of human life. In fact, it is following Satan and his way of misguiding. Satan will start misguiding the person gradually, seducing him or her to leave some of the religious duties, and then he will continue doing that until the person leaves all of them. Allah the Almighty says, O you who believe, enter into Islam wholeheartedly, and follow not the footsteps of the evil one, for he is to you an avowed enemy. The Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 208. This Islamic harmonious intermixture between religion and life, body and soul, this life and the hereafter, and the person and society, is a shining fact that the Holy Quran mentions in many verses of the Holy Quran, side by side and without distinction. Some Quranic verses comprise the relationship with Allah the Almighty, with morals and dealing with people. Allah the Almighty says in the Quran in the meaning of which it is not righteousness that ye turn your facets towards, towards east or west, but it is righteousness to believe in Allah and the last day and the angels and the book and the messengers to spend of your substance out of love for Allah, for your kin, for orphans, out of love for him, for your kin, for orphans, for the needy, for the wayfarer, 
for those who ask and for the ransom of slaves, to be steadfast in prayer and practice regular charity, to fulfill the contracts which you have made, and to be firm and patient in pain or suffering and adversity, and throughout all periods of panic. Such are the people of truth, the Allah-fearing. The Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 177. Allah, the Almighty, also says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, serve Allah and join not any partners with Him, and do good to parents, kinsfolk, orphans, those in need, neighbors who are near, neighbors who are strangers, the companion by your side, the wayfarer you meet, and what your right hands possess. For Allah loves not the arrogant, the vainglorious, nor those who are niggardly or enjoin niggardliness on others, or hide the bounties which Allah hath bestowed on them. For we have prepared for those who resist faith a punishment that steeps them in contempt, not those who spend of their substance to be seen of men, but have no faith in Allah and the last day. If any take the evil one for their intimate, what a dreadful intimate he is. The Holy Quran, chapter 4, verses 36 to 38. Islam confirms its comprehensiveness by informing about some worship that concerns people's rights. Uh, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said, to smile to your brother in Islam, to proclaim good deeds, to proclaim prohibition of shameful deeds is charity, to help a strange man when he is lost, to help the blind, to remove a stone, a thorn or a bone from the road, to share things with your uh, brother in Islam are all charity that will benefit you. He, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing be upon him, also balanced the public welfare, making it a form of worship with its comprehensive concept prior to some worship to Allah, the Almighty. This balance of the public welfare makes the person who does it dear to Allah, the Almighty. He, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing be upon him, said, the dearest person to Allah is the one who benefits people. The dearest dead, uh, sorry, the dearest person to Allah, the Almighty, is the one who benefits them. The dearest deed to Allah, the Almighty, is to make a person happy, to solve a problem of his or her, to settle a debt of his or her, and to satisfy his or her hunger. To walk along with a brother in Islam of mine, to help him in need, is better for me than staying in complete pious worship one month in this mosque. The Muslim's concern to gain Allah's love will lead him or her to compete among each other by doing uh, good deeds, even to animals. Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing of Allah be upon him, said, every Muslim plants a seedling when one eats its fruit, when one steals its fruits, whatever eaten by wild animals, whatever eaten by the birds, and whatever, whatsoever anyone would benefit from it is a charity benefit that benefit him or her.
in order to instill the importance of all kinds of worship in the Muslim's mind, even regarding animals, he, may peace and a blessing fall upon him, told his companions and Muslims after them the story of a man who helped a thirsty dog. He, peace be upon him, said, a man felt very thirsty while he was on the way. There he came across a well. He went down the well quenched his thirst and came out. Meanwhile, he saw a dog panting and licking mud because of excessive thirst. He said to himself, this dog is suffering from thirst as I did. He went down the well again and filled his shoe with water many times until he satisfied the dog's thirst. The dog thanked the man by asking Allah to reward him. Allah glorified be he granted that man paradise. The companion said, O Allah's messenger, is there a reward for us in serving the animals? The prophet replied, yes, there is a reward for serving any animate or living being. The benefits and rewards that, uh, that the Muslim gains when he or she worships Allah are many. Among these benefits are tranquility of the heart, peace of mind, good morals, and positive behavior, and these bring happiness to the person's life. This happiness is the person's reward in this life, which one can notice in the emotional and social stability in Muslims who follow the guidance of Islam. This stability and calmness are benefits of believing and obeying Allah uh, and obeying. This stability and calmness are benefits of believing and obeying Allah. Allah says in the Quran in the meaning of which whoever works righteousness, man or woman, and has faith verily to him, will we give a new life, a life that is good and pure, and we will bestow on such the reward according to the best of their actions. The Holy Quran chapter 16 verse 97. On the other hand, the social crimes the psychological diseases and the stress cases which happen in many societies lead to a worrying number of suicide cases. On September 10, 2006, and during the International Day of Preventing Suicide and Caring for Mental Health, the Health International Organization declared that 20 million people uh, try to commit suicide every year and those who succeed doing so are more than a million people a year. These cases are equitable punishments that humanity pays for disobeying and ignoring Allah's guidance. Allah the Almighty says, whosoever follows my guidance will not lose his way nor fall into misery. But whosoever turns away from my message, verily for him is a life narrowed down, and we shall raise him up blind on the day of judgment. The Holy Quran, chapter 20, verses 123 and 124. The biggest reward that the faithful Muslim gains is Allah's good pleasure and his paradise. Allah the Almighty, Allah the Almighty 
says in the Quran in the meaning of which, O oh, my people, O oh, my people, this life of the present is nothing but temporary convenience. It is the hereafter that is the home that will last. He that works evil will not be required, but he that works evil will not be requited. He that works evil will not be requited, but by the like thereof. And he that works a righteous deed, whether man or woman, and is a believer, such will enter the garden of bliss. Therein will they have abundance without measure. The Holy Quran, chapter 40, verses 39 and 40. Worship and Morals Worship and Morals Among the important purposes that Allah glorified be sent His prophets were for sanctifying and purifying man's behaviors and morals. Allah, the Almighty, confers a great favor on humanity by sending Muhammad, may peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, who continuously taught and ordered people to behave morally as the final prophet to the world. Allah, the Almighty, says in the meaning of which in the Quran, Allah did confer a great favor on the believers when he sent among them an apostle from among themselves, rehearsing unto them the signs of Allah, sanctifying them and instructing them in scripture and wisdom, while before that they had been in manifest error. The Holy Quran, chapter 3, verse 164. Furthermore, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said, Indeed, I was sent to complete the high morals. Following Allah's revelation to him, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was a good example of high uh, morals and perfect characteristics. His morals, peace be upon him, were as Allah describes it. As Allah describes him, his morals, May peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, whereas Allah, the Almighty, describes him. And thou stand on an exalted <coughs> standard of character. And thou stand on an exalted standard of character. The Holy Quran, chapter 68, verse 4. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Prophet Muhammad's wife confirmed his morality and good character. She said his morals were as the Holy Quran. Abdullah bin Amr, Prophet Muhammad's peace be upon him companion, may Allah be pleased with him also, affirmed the morality and the excellence of that of his character, uh, of, of Prophet Muhammad's character. When he said the Prophet, may peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, was of high morals. And he used to say, Prophet Muhammad used to say, the best amongst you are those who have the best manners and morals. <coughs> the importance of high morals in Islam made Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, associate them with Allah's preference of Muslims. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, on the day of judgment, nothing will weigh better in the deeds scale for any of person more than the high morals Truly Allah detests the wicked and foul-tongued. Islam considers high morals as being equal in rewards to fasting and praying at night, which are the best 
and the highest form of worship. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said, the faithful believer reaches the rank of a Muslim. The faithful believer reaches the rank of a Muslim who fasts and, and prays at night while people are sleeping with his or, ho with his or, uh, with his or her good manners. The faithful believer reaches the rank of a Muslim who fasts and prays at night while people are sleeping with his or her good manners. According to that, the widest path that leads to paradise is high morals. When someone asks Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, about the best path to paradise, he, may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, being pious and having high morals. Not only the Muslim who has high morals, will be in paradise, but also will be in the greatest and the highest place in it. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said, I am a leader in a house in the lowest place of paradise, of the people who leave the argument even though they were right. I am a leader in a house in the middle of paradise, of the people who leave the lies even though I was, uh, I was a joke, <coughs> even though it was a joke. I am a leader in a house in the highest place of paradise of the people who have high morals. Again, I am a leader in a house in the lowest place of paradise of the people who leave the argument even though they were right. I am a leader in a house in the middle of paradise of the people who leave the lies even though they were or even though it was a joke. I am a leader in a house or the, I am a leader in a house in the highest place of paradise of the people who have high morals. <coughs> this high and great place in paradise is a place that Allah, glorified be he, gives us as a reward to his uh, prophets. Thus the Muslim who has high morals will accompany them. He, Prophet Muhammad, said, Indeed, the dearest and nearest to me amongst you in the hereafter are those who are with high morals, the most detested and the, and the furthest to me, the most detested and the furthest to me in the hereafter are those who are of low uh, morals and bad manners. The platter, the, uh, sorry, the, the prattle, the prattlers, the big mouthed and the babblers, again, <coughs> Indeed, the dearest, indeed, the dearest and the nearest to me amongst you in the hereafter are those who are with high morals. The most detested and the furthest to me in the hereafter are those who are of low morals and bad manners, the prattlers, the big mouthed, and the babblers. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> The importance of um, uh, the, the importance of morality in Islam. The importance of morality in Islam comes from being part of faith. The Muslim faith will not be complete except with it. For if the person's morals are low, his or her faith is reduced, and vice versa. Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, said each each time, each time the Messenger of Allah delivers speech <coughs> each time the messenger of Allah may peace and blessing fall upon him deliver a speech we, he will say 
He who is not trustworthy has no faith. He who is not trustworthy has no faith. And he who does not keep his promise has no religion. He, the prophet, may peace and the blessing fall upon him, also used to say, none of you will have faith till he or she wishes for his or her Muslim brother or sister what he or she likes for him or herself. <coughs> Two characteristics will not be found together in a true faithful person, stinginess and low morals. Two characteristics will not be found together in a true faithful person, stinginess and low morals. The high morals that Islam teaches and Muslim perform to worship Allah glorified be are many, and the warnings of low morals are the same. I will mention here some of the Quranic verses that speak of morals. Allah commands justice, the doing of good, and liberality to kith and liberate liberality to kith and kin. And he forbids all shameful deeds and injustice and rebellion. He instructs us that you may receive admonition. <clears throat> o you that believe, betray not the trust of Allah and the Apostle, nor misappropriate knowingly things entrusted to you. Quran chapter 8 verse 27. Allah doth command you to render back your trust to those to whom they are due, and when you judge between man and man, that you judge with justice. Verily, how excellent is the teaching which he gives you. For Allah is he who hears and sees all things. Quran chapter 4 verse 58. O you who believe, fear Allah, and be with those who are true in word and deed. Quran chapter 9 verse 119. Those who show patience, firmness, and self-control, who are true in word and deed, who worship devoutly, who spend in the way of Allah, and who pray for forgiveness in the early hours of the morning. Quran chapter 3 verse 17. <coughs> the ranks of commandments in Islam. According to the degree of compulsion, the commandments in Islam fall under five categories. First, the obligations and the impositions. These are what Allah, the Almighty, and His Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, ordain people to do as compulsory. Therefore, whoever does them will have good rewards, and whoever ignores them is committing sins. Amongst the obligations and impositions in Islam, are the five daily prayers, fasting during the month of Ramadan, paying the obligatory charity, zakat, inviting and performing good, doing what is right, forbidding what is wrong, having high morals, having high morals, repentance of sins, earning lawful money, spending and caring for one's wife and children, caring for parents, caring for kindred by blood, cooperation with others, and that the woman veils herself in front of strange men. Secondly, 
the seemly practices, the sunnas. These are what Allah, the Almighty and His Prophet Muhammad ask people to do by choice and are not compulsory. Therefore, the person who does them will gain a lot of rewards and the person who does not do them will receive no punishment. Performing these practices indicates and shows the Muslim's love and his or her longing to obey and please Allah, the Almighty, in which Allah, the Almighty, rewards the Muslim by loving him or her. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, narrated Allah's words as he says, when a servant of mine, this is a hadith Qudsi, divine hadith, when a servant of mine approaches me through the medium of that which I like best, out of what I have declared obligatory for him or her, and continues to advance towards me through optional prayers or supererogatory prayers, then I begin to love him or her. When I make him or her my beloved, I become his or her ears to hear, his or her eyes to see, his or her hands to grasp, and his or her feet to walk. When he or she asks me, I grant him or her, and when he or she seeks my protection, I protect him or her. These seemly sunnah traditions and practices are many, such as fasting during normal days, not in Ramadan, praying beside the five daily prayers, like uh, night prayers, uh, giving uh, charity besides uh, zakat uh, to the poor, the orphans and those in need, visiting the sick, continuously asking for forgiveness, remembering profusely and praising Allah and volunteering for public services. Thirdly, the lawful deeds. These deeds and practices have no rewards or punishment in the hereafter, such as eating, drinking, sleeping, buying and selling and marrying. These daily deeds and the like, if the Muslim practices them with good intention, become worship worthy of reward. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, justified that when he mentioned that even the sexual intercourse between husband and wife with the attention of avoiding adultery is rewarded, is charity. He, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, in man's sexual intercourse with his wife, there is a charity. The companion said, Messenger of Allah, is there a reward for him who satisfies his sexual passion? He said, tell me, if he were to devote it, if he were to devote it to something forbidden, would it not be a sin on his part? Similarly, if he were to devote it to something lawful, he should have a reward. Fourthly, the abhorrent deeds. These are the deeds and practices that the Muslim must avoid or should avoid and not perform, but they are not entitled to Allah's uh, punishment. Among these deeds are attachment to the earthly glittering things that is lawful, which will lead to a reduction in remembering and praising Allah the Almighty, and neglecting the Islamic morals and teachings of eating, drinking, speaking, and visiting. Fifthly, the forbidden deeds. 
These are the deeds and practices that the Muslim must not perform at all. And Allah rewards the person who does not perform and punishes the person who does. Among these deeds are associating others in worship regardless of what they are, humans, idols, animals, or the like, with Allah performing shameful deeds, performing transactions or trade based on interest, usury, cheating, bluffing, and exploiting people. Say the things that my Lord hath indeed forbidden are shameful deeds, whether open or secret, sins and trespasses against truth or reason, assigning of partners to Allah, for which he hath given no authority, and saying things about Allah of which you have no knowledge. Quran chapter 7 verse 33 Say, come, I will rehearse what Allah hath really prohibited you from. Join not anything as equal with Allah or with Him. Be good to your parents. Kill not your children on a plea of want. We provide sustenance for you and for them. Come not nigh or near to shameful deeds, whether open or secret. Take not life which Allah hath made sacred, except by way of justice and law. Thus doth He command you that you may learn wisdom and come not nigh or near to the orphan's property except to improve it until he attain until he attains the age of full strength give measure and weight with full justice no burden do we place on any soul but that which it can bear whenever you speak speak justly even if any relative is concerned and fulfill the covenant of Allah. Thus doth he command you that you may remember. Holy Quran chapter 6 verses 151, 151 and 152. The properties of Islamic law, Sharia, and its purpose. The Islamic concept of worship is manifested in the great Islamic law, which Allah the Almighty has ordered believers on earth to fulfill and to make it law for their social, moral, political, and economic life. Then we put thee on the right way of religion, so follow thou that way, and follow not the desires of those who know not. Quran chapter 45 verse 13. Sharia or the Islamic law is the law that Allah glorified be he has made for believers for their own good until the day of judgment. First, the properties of Islamic law. What distinguish Islamic law from other laws which existed or will exist until the day of judgment are many properties. The following are important ones. A. The Islamic law is of divine origin and purpose. The first property of Islamic law is its divine origin and purpose. It is from Allah, the Almighty, and uh, 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 pleases Him. It is from Allah, the Almighty, uh, and pleases Him. Mus and we are supposed to please Him. Muslims take their laws from two, source, two sources. Muslims take their laws from two sources. The Holy Quran, which is inspired and revealed by Allah, the Almighty, and the Sunnah, which are the words and the acts of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in addition to his approvals. Uh, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him. 
Allah has ordered Muslims to follow the tradition of Prophet Muhammad and the way of Prophet Muhammad as he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said sorry as he as Allah said the almighty so take so take what the apostle assigns to you and deny yourselves that which he withholds from you holy quran chapter 59 verse 7 the prophet carries allah's message to the people and what he says or does is from allah nor does he say out of his own desire it is no less than inspiration sent down to him the holy quran says about prophet muhammad peace be upon him in chapter 53 verses 3 and 4 for uh, from these two sources from these two sources scholars have derived derived some other sources such as consensus of muslim legal scholars on legal issue application of comparative methods in decision making in certain matters justice reasoning and others leaving these sources and following human law is neglecting one of allah's properties is it not his to create and to govern blessed be allah the cherisher and sustainer of the worlds the holy quran chapter 7 verse 54 as he allah the almighty is the lone creator the one and only he allah is the only one who can create a perfect law when anyone imposes an earthly law when anyone imposes an earthly law it is encroachment it is an encroachment upon allah's total right of making law and subjugation and subjugation of his creations thus when <coughs> when adi thus when adi bin hatim may allah be pleased with him came to the prophet uh, peace be upon him, he heard him he heard the prophet reading they take their priest and their anchorites to be their lords in derogation of allah they take their priest and their anchorites to be their lords in derogation of allah holy quran chapter 9 verse 31 adi was surprised until the prophet peace be upon explained to him by saying they were not worshiping them formally but they used to follow their decisions if they make something lawful even if it was forbidden the followers will consider it lawful and if they forbid something even if it is lawful the followers will consider it forbidden so worshiping those priests is not by kneeling and bowing to them but it is by following what they have invented and inserted in the religion during their councils which made these priests as legislators with allah the objective of sharia the islamic law is to please allah glorified be he who in his great wisdom made laws for humanity that ensure their happiness in this world and in the hereafter a book which we have revealed unto thee in order that thou or you might lead mankind out of the depths of darkness into light by the leave of their lord to the way of him allah the exalted in power worthy of all praise quran chapter 14 verse 1 all allah's laws are good because they are from allah 
the Almighty, who knows what is good for us and what is suitable for our instincts and nature. Should he not know? He that created, and he is the one that understands the finest mysteries and is well acquainted with them. Holy Quran, chapter 67, verse 14. Thus, they are superior to all human laws that are marked by human ignorance, incapabilities, ignorance, incapabilities, and their biases, which make humans inclined to give priority to personal issues such as the laws of secularism. When the law is from Allah, glorified be He, it does not favor anyone, and all people are equal, disregarding their race or color. To thee we send the scripture in truth, confirming the scripture that came before it, and guarding it in safety. So judge between them by what Allah hath revealed, and follow not their vain desires, and follow not their vain desires, diverging from the truth that hath come to thee. To each among you have we prescribed a law and an open way. If Allah had so willed, he would have made you a single people. But his plan is to test you in what he hath given you. So strive as in a race in all virtues. The goal of you all is to Allah. It is he that will show you the truth of the matters in which you dispute. And this he commands. Judge thou between them by what Allah hath revealed, and follow not their vain desires. But beware of them, lest they beguile thee from any of that teaching which Allah hath sent down to thee. And if they turn away, be assured that for some of their crime, it is Allah's purpose to punish them. And truly, most men are rebellious. Do they then seek after a judgment of the days of ignorance? But who for a people, but who for a people whose faith is assured can give better judgment than Allah? Quran chapter 5 verses 48 to 50. Being from Allah, the Almighty, given, being from Allah, the Almighty, gives the Islamic law, prestige, and power, which one cannot find in any earthly law. People follow Allah's law by the power of belief that fills their hearts. Being from Allah, the Almighty gives the Islamic law prestige and power, which one cannot find in any earthly law. People follow Allah's law by the power of belief that fills their hearts. They follow it outwardly and inwardly, discreetly and in public, longing for the reward from Allah the Almighty, from whom nothing on earth or in the sky can hide. Islamic law is distinguished from other laws by being the only law that rewards in this world and the hereafter. The believer follows it seeking the happiness of living in obedience and righteousness 
and he is promised a good reward in the hereafter, which is heaven, that Allah, the Almighty, has made for the righteous of his people for eternity. In order to know more about the importance of this property, the United States of America realized the bad effects of alcohol on the economy, social life, and health. They decided to ban alcohol and made laws for that. They spent millions of dollars to implement those laws. But after years of struggling through the courts and thousands of addicts were uh, put in a prison, the United States of America allowed alcohol again despite knowing its bad effects. It was unable to make its law acceptable by the people. On the contrary, when Islam forbade law, sorry, on the contrary, when Islam forbade alcohol, on the contrary, when Islam forbade alcohol, it did not seek help from the police or courts. It did not find difficulty in making the Islamic community the purest community in humanity by leaving all kinds of intoxicants. The purity of the Islamic community did not take more than one Quranic verse that forbids alcohol, which is, O oh, you who believe, O oh, you who believe, intoxicants and gambling, dedication of stones, and divination by arrows are an abomin abonom abomination, are an abomination of Satan's handiwork. Eschew such abomination that you may prosper. The Holy Quran, chapter 5, verse 90. The Prophet's companions followed the order of this verse right away and asked about those who drank alcohol and died before it was forbidden. Anas, Anas bin Malik, the Prophet's companion, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I was a butler in Abu Talha's house. When the verse that forbids alcohol was revealed, a caller have been ordered to announce the issue. Then Abu Talha said, find out what is going on. Then I went out and I told him that the wine is now forbidden. He replied, throw it all. Twas as a river in the city roads. A group of people then asked, some people were killed while they have alcohol in their stomach. What is their condition? Allah the Almighty then revealed this verse. On those who believe and do deeds of righteousness, there is no blame for what they ate in the past. When they guard themselves from evil and believe and do deeds of righteousness, or again guard themselves from evil and believe, or again guard themselves from evil and do good deed. For Allah loves those who do goodness. Holy Quran chapter 5 verse 93. Meaning, they will not be punished for there is no punishment without law. <coughs> be justice and equity. Justice and equity. Al-Adl, justice, is one of Allah's names. It is one of his properties which appear in his laws, reward, and punishment. Allah's justice appears in many aspects. First, Allah the Almighty does not punish humans for something they are unable to do. 
and he even did not require them to do what they cannot do. On no soul does Allah place a burden greater than it can bear. It gets every good that it earns, and it suffers every ill that it earns. Pray, our Lord, condemn us not if we forget or fall into error. Our Lord, lay not on us a burden like that which thou didst lay on those before us. Our Lord, lay not on us a burden greater than we have strength to bear. Quran chapter 2, verse 286, Al-Baqarah, chapter Al-Baqarah. Allah's laws are based on human ability and effort. Allah intends every facility for you. He does not want to put you to difficulties. Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 185. Allah doth not wish to place you in difficulty, in a difficulty, but to make you clean and to complete his favor to you, that you may be grateful. Holy Quran, chapter 5, verse 6. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, Allah loves the most... Allah loves the most, again, and Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, said Allah loves the most, the true and the easy religion of Abraham. Among Allah's justice is that he made children free from following the law until they reach the age of understanding it. Allah the Almighty also frees from responsibility those deprived of the gift of sound reasoning. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said, three people will not be held liable or accountable. A person who is sleeping until he or she awakens, the child until he or she can reason, and the fool until he or she becomes able to understand. Allah, the Almighty, forgives those who make mistakes under coercion, unwillingly, or, for, or forgetting it. Or forgetting it, or for or forgetting it is forbidden. Again, Allah forgives, Allah the Almighty forgives those who make mistakes under coercion, unwillingly, or forgetting it, or forgetting that it is forbidden. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said, Allah forgives Muslims and make mistakes unintentionally, if they forget that it is not forbidden or under coercion. If the Islamic law does not hold liable those, the Muslim knows that he or she is not responsible for some or someone else's mistakes. Everyone is responsible for what he or she does. Say, shall I seek for my cherisher other than Allah when he is the cherisher of all things that exist? Every soul draws the meed of its acts on none but itself. No bearer of burdens can bear uh, of burdens, no bearer of burdens can bear the burden of another. Your goal in the end is towards Allah. He will tell you the truth of the things wherein ye disputed. Holy Quran, chapter 6, verse 164. Thus, Islam does not agree with the original sin which is inherited from Adam and Eve, per the Christian's doctrine. 
both of them only were responsible for their own sin. They asked Allah, both of them, Adam and Eve, asked Allah, the Almighty, to forgive them, and Allah forgave them. Their offspring are not responsible for their sin in any way because everyone is, is responsible for what he or she does. Then learned Adam from his Lord words of inspiration, and his Lord turned towards him, for he is oft returning, most merciful. He said, Get ye down all from here, and if, as is sure, there comes to you guidance from me, whosoever, whosoever follows my guidance, on them shall be no fear, nor shall they grieve. But those who reject faith and belie our signs, they shall be companions of the fire, they shall abide therein. The Holy Quran, chapter 2, verses 37 to 39. Moreover, Allah's laws consider, for they are just the difference between male and female. Women are free from performing some mandatory duties that do not suit their feminine nature, and the fairness of their feelings, like jihad, fighting, and leaving their houses to earn a living, and many others. This just, this just Islamic law, this just and equitable Islamic law does not distinguish between a king and a slave, white man and a black man, rich and poor, all are equal before Allah's laws. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, made a speech to more than a hundred thousand of his companions. He, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said, on that speech, the farewell speech, O people, O people, your Lord is one and your Father is one. There is no favor for the Arabian over the non-Arabian or a favor for the non-Arabian over the Arabian, a favor for the red over the black, nor a favor for the black over the red, except by the rank of his or her righteousness. Righteousness is based on worship and high morals and not on origin or lineage. Allah, the Almighty, says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, O mankind, we created you from a single pair of a male and a female and made you into nations and tribes that you may know each other, not that you may despise each other. Verily, Verily, the most honored of you in the sight of Allah is he who is the most righteous of you. And Allah has full knowledge and is well acquainted with all things. The Holy Quran, chapter 49, verse 13. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, himself practiced and fulfilled the justice of Islam and its teachings. He, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he, refused to differentiate between between noble and ignoble. He, Prophet Muhammad, issued a verdict to cut the hand of a noble woman from the tribe of Quraysh who stole. People intercede for her and asked Osama bin Zayd, who was dear to the Prophet, to use his friendship or very close friendship or brother, his very close friendship to intercede for her. But the Prophet 
may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, firmly said, Are you trying to intercede for her on an issue belongs uh, to Allah alone that is forbidden? Then he, peace be upon him, stood up and delivered a speech. He, may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, The previous nations were punished by Allah for their injustice. If the noble among them stole, they did not punish him or her. If the weak, ignoble among them did so, he or she was punished. I swear by Allah, I swear by Allah the Almighty, that even if Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, his daughter, stole, I will cut her hand. Thus justice Thus, justice is property of Allah's laws. Just, sorry, thus justice is property of Allah's law, which He commands and legislates to His creations. Allah commands justice, the doing of good, and liberality or being kind to kith and kin. And he forbids all shameful deeds and injustice and rebellion. He instructs us or he instructs you that you may receive admonition. The Holy Quran, chapter 16, verse 90. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. That's the end of part three.